Shalom, we're up to Masechus Nazir Daf Samach Dalad. Today's Daf discusses the Kula of Tumas Tzafe, floating Tuma. What happens if it's floating in a Kli in various scenarios involving that? Tumas Tahoim and its Tuma in a case of an individual who has a Cheskas Tuma. We begin with the Gemara telling us that. Tumas Tzafa, floating Tuma, will not be metame when it comes to a Sheretz. We see this in a Brisa that says, if someone is Sofek, misupak, whether he came in contact with Tumas Tzafa, he's going to be Tahar, whether it was in Kalim or in Karka, according to Tanakama. Rav Shimon says that when, it, when he's misupak, whether he came in contact with this floating Tuma that was in a Kli, then he'll be Tame. But if it was just floating Bakarka, then he will be Tahar. Now, what's found in the Tanakama, who says that no matter what, the Sofek Tumas, Sofek will be Tahar? So, Yitzchak Baravdimi explains, the Pesach says, Bechol HaSheretz HaSheretz, which sounds like anywhere the Sheretz is, will provide, uh, will create a Tumah. But then I the Torah specifies Al Ha'aretz, only on land, which sounds like not floating in the water. So, what's the case? What are we talking about? What does the Pasuk categorize as Tomah Sheretz? If you definitely touch the Sheretz, then you're Tomeh. But if you only miss Supak, whether he touched it, then he'll be Tar when it's not Allah Aretz. Right, so why does Shimon say that it's only Tar by Karkava, not in Kalim? He is going like Ula, who says we have a Pasuk of Achmeayin. That in a mayan, a spring, or a, a, a mikvah, one can become tahar, but if he touches a nevela, he'll become tameh. In that same pasuk, Shimon says Dan's talking about someone who comes in contact with floating tumah in a kli. That's when he'll be tameh. But if it was just floating, then we still have the drush of Allah aretz, not in water, and he would be tahar. Next, the Gemara says. That if there's tumma that's floating, but it's being held or dragged by someone on the shore, that's considered munach. It's as if it's in standing on one spot, and it would give off tumma. But if someone just threw it in, if someone's misubik, if they touch that, he'll be tar. But there are exceptions to this hatter. If there's a kazayas ben mates, or if he's misubik, whether he was Mahil, he went over, created an oil over Tumma, or the Tumma went over him. That's one exception. Number two, Azov and Azova, which is Matame up, just like they're Matame down, they would be Tame, even Tumas Tzofe. So now the Gemara asks seven questions. Rami Barachoma asks, if there is a, a piece of a mace, Tomas Mace, in a Kli, and that Kli is floating on the water. What's the halacha if someone touches that? Do we go after the Kli, and uh, someone who's Musupik, whether he touches that? The, the Kli is Munach, right? The Mace is inside a, 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 it's settled in a Kli, so we should say that he's Tomei. He won't have the header of Tomas Tafa floating. Or do we say, forget about the Kli, the whole thing is floating in water, and it will be Suffolk Tahar. 
And if you're going to say that we go after the Kli, and we're assuming that will be Machmer, that it's Munach, what happens if we have Tumas Mace that's floating on Tumas Sheretz? Do we say that since Sheretz is just Tumas Erev, he'll be Torah that night, but the Nevela, the Mace is Tumas Shiva, he has to wait seven days, it's as if we have Tuma in a Kli, and it's Munach, or do we say it's Tuma on top of Tuma, it's all one shtick Tuma floating? Third question is if you're going to say that it's as if you have a Tuma in another Kli when you have Mace on a Sharetz, what happens if you have a Vadai Tuma Sharetz on top of a Nevela which is floating? They're both Tuma's Erev. It's all one shtick Tuma floating, or do we say? That they are different. One is Tumas Kazayas, one is Tumas Kadosha, a bigger, a smaller shear. So maybe it's like it's it's on a kli. It's not floating in the water itself. It's on another entity. The fourth gosh is, what happens if you have a sheretz floating on top of another sheretz? Now they're definitely both the same shear. So maybe it should all be considered floating, or maybe since they are two different. Shratzim, it would count as being on a kli and be munach, and you wouldn't have the hatcher floating. Uh, fifth question, if you're going to say that when you have sheretz on top of a sheretz, they're two different entities, it's like it's being in a kli. What happens if you have sheretz on top of nevela, on top of nevela but the nevela is liquefied, it's melted, so the sheretz is floating in nevela? We say that since it's melting, it's floating, and it will have the hatcher of or do we say that one's an oichel, one's a mashka, and they're two different entities? The novella is considered an oichel, and it's like it's munach on there, even though it's melted. The sixth question is, if you want to say that maybe the novella, let's go with the, with the tzad, that the novella melted is still considered an oichel, and it's a separate entity, and it'll be like a kli. What happens if you have sheriffs on top of shechvas zera? That's not an oichel. Seventh kasha. If you want to say that Shekhazar is different because it's something which was departed from a human being, which for some reason is different than, than dam and saliva, therefore it counts as an oichel. What happens if you have sharets on top of mechatas from the paraduma? And then you have that mechatas floating on water. Do we count this Sheretz as floating or being munach on the mechatas and it won't have the header of Tomas Sofe. And the Gemara says we don't know. And the whole, the whole, all of these seven questions we leave with a teku. The Rambam says since Tomas Sofe is there, Abonon, we're going to go to the Abonon, Lekula. Next, Rav Hamnuna tells us if you have a, a guy who's a Nazir and he brings a cup in Pesach and then he goes into a, it turns out that he had gone into a caver that had Tomas Tahoim hidden Tuma in that cave. When did he do this? He had become Tomei during his Nazirus, and on the seventh day of his Tahara from that Tuma, before he restarted his Nazirus, on the last day, he went to, to go to the mikvah in this cave. And then it turns out, oh, there was Tomas Tahoim. And since then, he's done a full 30 day Nazirus. He's brought a carbon Pesach. What's Allah with this guy? What does that Tomas Tahoim do? Does it delete everything? He has to start the whole series all over again. Tamara says, no, it's not an issue because Tomas Tahoim is not going to be soicer retroactively in Aziris. Tomas Tahoim doesn't have that koyach. Rabbah says, really? We learned before 
that Tumah is Tahoe means Matame as long as the guy has a Cheskas Tumah. And it's not Matame when he has a Cheskas Tahara. So the Gemara says, you would agree with me when you're talking about our cases, talking about we're in Nazir, who did not yet have a haircut. The whole Cheskas Tumah is only if he didn't get a Taglachas, but since he already got the haircut on that seventh day. So he's already done actions, steps forward to become Tahar, so we can't say that he has a Chazaka of being Tomei. So Rava says, I would agree with you also. When he goes to bring the carbon Pesach, he's not missing out anything. We assume that he's Tahar. He has a Chazaka of being Tahar. And we could assume that when he went into this cave with the Tomas Tahoim, he didn't come in contact with it. So Abaye asks, Ay, it's very nice that he got his hair cut, but he's not tar yet. He still has to wait for Herav Shemesh for the night to, to fall, and only then will he be tar. He's still becheskas toma. Mara answers, Abaye, we're not worried about the sun setting. That's not going to be ma'akir. The sun will automatically set, so it doesn't interfere. And the truth is that even Abaye changed his psaac, and he ended up agreeing that since the sunset is automatic, it doesn't interfere. We see this in Abraisa. We had a similar Gemara in the beginning of Psachim, that if a woman had a miscarriage, and within her days of Toma, 40, 80 days, she had another miscarriage, she can bring one carbon to cover both. Now, I might think that if she had a miscarriage within those first 81 days, the, the first, uh, the, her days of Tumah. And then again, within the next 80 days of the miscarriage, that she could bring a carbon, one carbon to cover the, the birth and the two miscarriages. That's another puzzle that says that can't work because when it says, she brings her carbon when she finishes her 40, 80 day count. But within that time, she doesn't bring it. If Kahana says over here, by the second miscarriage, it's also different because she's missing her carbon from the original birth. That original Tumah she never brought. You're 160 days after that. So, so too, in the Reisha asks the Gemara in the first miscarriage within the Tumah of her birth, she's still Mechusar Herev Shemesh. She's still Tomei. Because it's not nighttime yet. Yes, you already went to the mikvah on Yodalid on the 14th day in order to be able to eat kachim. But she needs to go to the mikvah again. And after going to the mikvah, we have to wait for her of Shemesh. She's not tar yet. So Abaye, Abaye, the one who he said changed his mind, now says, we're not worried about her of Shemesh because the sun goes down automatically and that is not ma'akiv. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.